Hey, what's up? You're listening to episode 54 of the Fit Successful Dad podcast. You know, one of the awesome things about being able to do something like a podcast is that I have an opportunity to seek out people who I have been inspired by over the years and who have done so much for my development uh, from a distance just through their work. And one of those people is named Tommy Giles Rogers. He is the lead singer and one of the core songwriters for a band called Between the Buried and Me. And I first became a fan of them back in my early college days, um, around 2003, 2004. Uh, They put out an album when I was um, around that time frame as well called Alaska. And we get into that a little bit in the interview, but that album... Um, I'm sure everybody can relate to this in some way or another. That album just, it hit me at the exact right time. It's exactly what I needed at that point in my life. Um, you know, I was going through a lot of a lot of things with college and kind of developing, figuring out who I was and trying to figure out what I wanted to do with myself. And it just, it, it hit me in a bunch of different ways. Um, I'm a musician, so, you know, it hit me in that level. Um, it's also, it, it kind of in a roundabout sort of way challenged me to think a little bit more broad, uh, broadly, you know, a little bit more outside the box about a lot of things. Uh, but anyway, it was very inspirational for me and it was a pivotal point in my life. And then they did it again a couple years later with another album called Colors. And uh, Tommy, who I interview today in this episode, he gets into how he feels about legacy and what's important to him to leave behind and also uh, how that plays into his perspective now as a dad. He has a a five-year-old son and as a husband, he's married. So he's working the family dynamic. He's also a full-time musical artist. So he has to incorporate things like touring and how to draw an income from that uh, for the household and also how he can continue to be an artist all right, through that channel and also incorporate the entrepreneurship portion of that so that he can continue to monetize it in the way that makes sense. And it's just a great interview, really, really powerful. And uh, with that, I'm going to turn it over. So without further ado, check out this interview with Tommy Giles Rogers. Everybody, welcome back to the show. We've got Tommy Giles Rogers in the house. Tommy, my man, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Good. Um, look, man, there's a, there's a lot of things I want to get into today, including the ways that you've inspired me over the years and motivated me to do a lot more than just write music. Uh, that's just a small part of it. But before we get into all that stuff, uh, why don't you just take a second and just kind of tell everybody just a little bit you know, who you are. And more importantly, uh, right now, summer 2017, what has you just like stoked right now? What are you wicked excited about right now? Well, first off, uh, who am I? That's, that's a tough question. <laughs> Is it though? Uh, <laughs> um, I'm a musician. I, I sing and play keyboards in a band called Between the Buried and Me. And we've been around since, I guess, 2001 now. And, um, I do various other projects. I have a solo project, and um, I run a clothing company called Super Tired, and I love being a family man, and yeah, that all that stuff takes up all, most of my life. And um, yeah, this summer, I mean, honestly, right now, I'm in the middle of writing a new record for the band, so all my ener- energy is right there. Um it's a stressful time to be honest with you because we got stu- studio time coming up and just trying to get everything sorted before then. So yeah, that's unfortunately my, my summer is focused on work and, um, I'm, I'm trying to intertwine, you know, fun activities in between all of that. But, um, 
as people that listen to your podcast know, ju- juggling can be quite the task sometimes. But uh, yeah, that's that's what's going on with me right now. Oh man, that, that's awesome though. So um, so I know you guys have your upcoming. So okay, well first of all, you guys wrote and released the the the, the colors album in 2007, right? Mm-hmm. And you yep. have that upcoming 10 year anniversary tour. Yeah, yeah, it's in uh, September, yeah. Yeah, so that's kicking off here in a couple months. So I didn't realize that you guys were in the process of writing another album. Yeah, and which you- which is weird because, I, you know, and on everyone's mind is the Colors Tour, and that's like the last thing on our minds, you know. <laughs> it's like I, I honestly forget that we're doing that just because <laughs> my, 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 my mind is elsewhere. But, yeah, it's it's crazy to me that it's 10 years Um it it doesn't seem that long ago, but yeah, it's it's the re, the reaction's been great, man. The shows, there's already shows selling out, and people are excited, which is it's like borderline awesome and borderline depressing. You're like, oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> so you just like her old stuff, but uh, uh well, you know, I mean, that's that. I know that's an iconic album. See, I don't know because the age group thing is different too, right? So yeah, I, oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, uh, when I. When I came across you guys, it was really when Alaska came out, and I was in mm-hmm. um, I was in college, and that's that was exactly the music like that album was exactly what I needed at that time. So yeah, you, know, you guys like got that telepathic message from me or something. I don't know, and you released that album, and it was exactly what I needed at the time. And and then a couple of years later, you know, Colors came by and did the same thing, and um, and, I, and you know I'm sure you hear you hear this a lot, but you know the the inspiration that I drew from that. Um, I was at a weird time in my life, and uh, and it hit me at just the right time in a way where I, I basically just you know saw this young group of dudes you know, putting out this music that you know they wanted to write that not you know not, obviously not everyone likes, and um, and it, it, it that alone you know the music aside like that alone was uh, was a huge boost for me to kind of kind of do my own thing. So um, well, that's awesome man. for that. Yeah, for that I have to thank you. I mean, it was, <laughs> you know. yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, I mean that that's. I mean, it's cool to hear stuff like that because, like, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge music fan as well, and you know, a lot of records, you know, have done similar things for me or helped me throughout my life, and you know, it's cool that, you know, we're part of that journey with other people as well. Um, I think people forget that musicians are also fans as well, for the most part. I mean, I've I've definitely met you know dudes and bands that just hate music but <laughs> you know i'm i'm not one of those guys so yeah i mean it's it's pretty crazy how like when something hits you at the right time how important that is and how you know a record can really change that and you know what i was saying earlier like uh, i mean i i totally understand you know that colors was you know like the age group thing i mean even the guy that cuts my hair he was he was like he didn't even know we had a record after colors, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's an age group thing, you know? And, and, um, you know, some people it it really connected with at that point in their life and they grew past that, which I totally get. I've gone through a lot of different phases of musical taste in my, my life so far. And, you know, I I don't want it to seem like I'm, I'm bitter at all. It's just, (laughs) I think every musician just wants that excitement for everything they do. And, you know, obviously it's inevitable that, that will never be the case. And, and, you know, outside of music, you know, any, any creative project, I think, um, you have these high expectations and if it doesn't get met, you know, there's, there's also always some slight disappointment. So I, I think I just didn't, I hope that didn't come off as me being bitter. But, uh, um, I'm, I'm okay. Good. Cause I'm, cause I, I am really stoked, um, on the reception for the, how everybody's reacting to the tour and all that. So. Yeah, actually, that's that's uh, that brings up a good point. Do you, so, you know, like, okay, I'm in my 30s now, and, and I don't yep. get to as many shows as I used to. I got other stuff going on, and you know, I have a wife and kids too. So, um, so you, you, I never go to shows anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm talking like you know, one or two a year, right? It used to be. Well, so the th- the thing is, like, yeah, I mean, I, and I live like I, I moved out to California about five years ago, and there's, I mean. Guy, if I was in my twenties now, I'd probably go to a show every night. Yeah. I mean, there's show. There's, I mean, every everything that you can imagine is like within an hour drive. You know, pretty pretty much on a weekly basis. But when I think of a show, I'm like, all right, is it worth you know tickets, a babysitter, you know, 
there's all these obstacles in the exhaustion that comes with, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I totally get it, man. I, I don't even really like drink, but you know, I'll go out yeah, and just either. being out until midnight or one, and then driving home. I'm like, oh shit, you know. Yeah. I'll get up the next morning. It's just you know, it's just different. Yeah. You know, different. Yeah, and, it's different. Uh, and when I'm there, you know, I notice like your newer stuff, like the parallax stuff, coma ecliptic, like that kind of stuff. Um, it draws a little bit of a younger crowd. And, and I, I think the last show I was at, I don't think you guys played anything off Alaska and maybe a couple color songs, but that seems to draw all, all the younger kids stop moving around as much. And it seems yeah. like the older dudes kind of park their heads up like, Hey, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I recognize this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think like Selkies was a, a song off Alaska that you guys I sprinkle in every now and again. And that, that seems to get like, I don't know. From what I can, from what I can tell in the back of the club, like that seems to get a little bit more of a reception from the dudes hanging out by the bar, you know, that don't really recognize the new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the weird thing is like from our perspective on stage is like, you don't see those people. So you, you have to kind of read cause they'll, you know, what, well, they'll be nice to like our sound guys like people god the show was crazy and we're like the shows nobody cared and it's because <laughs> you know the, the front didn't care but like yeah it's hard for us to gauge like what works with older material because you know we'll, we'll see stuff online like play old stuff but then in the past we've you know experimented with throwing in some really old stuff and and the club would just go dead but I mean, like you said, maybe just the front half was dead, and you know the older people <laughs> in the back were stoked. So I mean, it, yeah, it's it's tough to judge all that, and you know, change the set to accommodate all age groups. I guess. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's possible for you guys to you know, hit every. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, but that's cool. And our songs are long. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't help, right? Try to try to mix it up. Yeah. You got these ten, twelve minute long songs. Yeah. So. Uh, so between the buried, I mean that thing that that band has become more like a like a brand after as you know, at least from a fan standpoint, you know like if you go into any like metal or 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 or, mu- or even real like music or progressive music uh, site or community or something, you just see BT Band like that's the brand name. It's like Under Armour in the music industry. <laughs> you guys probably don't see it that way because you're so close to it, but from a yeah. fan standpoint, like BT Band is its own stamp. Right. And, yeah. uh, and I want, I'm curious, you know, what's it like creating content, you know, in, in your case, it's in the form of music, uh, mm-hmm. for that brand, or do you even think about it that way? No, I mean, you always have it in the back of your head. I mean, you always have like kind of what, I mean, you have to cater to your crowd some way. I mean, I think every artist wants to be like, you know, I do exactly what I want. Fuck everybody, you know, but <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it, it is your brand and it, it is your legacy. Um, and I mean, I feel like we haven't really changed our mentality that much over the years. I mean, because even when Paul and I started the band, you know, the whole idea was just to create aggressive music that was different. I mean, that that was really it. Like basically, not have any boundaries. That you know, that that's where we approached our music writing um, with that mantra. And I and I think. It's the exact same thing today. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can't really let too much outside influence kind of, you don't want you don't want anything to change your sound. And, and I think we're pretty true to that. You know, when we, when we write, we honestly just kind of start writing on our own and, and what naturally happens starts to form. And that's kind of how we've always done it. And I think that helps really create genuine music and it really represents the band in that time frame really well like when i look back at all our records everything sounds even though there's some things i'm like oh we would i wish we would have done differently but at the same time it was perfect for that time frame and it was per it was exactly what we needed to write at that point and i and i think we're still in that spot like even with this new record it's you know it's exactly what we need to write right now and it, it feels right and um it's that something like that's kind of tough to explain um, you know, we always get the question, how do you write your songs? You know, it's just so hard to explain <laughs> that because a lot of that, I mean, I think any any person, I mean, even if you're, you're a writer or a painter or whatever you do, I think it's tough to kind of explain your craft because you, 
you kind of just get up and do it. It's it's in you. You, you totally understand um, the next steps, you know, because right now I'm writing all the lyrics and vocals and, you know, it's a huge task. And when I think of the, the overall album and, you know, I get really stressed out that, you know, that that happened this morning, actually. It's like, but when you sit down and you just start working on it, it's not, you know, you know what you're doing. And, you know, I've done it a million times. I, I, I understand how I work and how, you know, I get creative just starting. I mean, I think, I mean, any, any motivational thing you read is like, just, just start. And, you know, that's how I, and that's how I am when I write. It's like, I have to start for me to even, yeah, because when I think about it, it just overwhelms me and stresses me out. I'm like, Oh my God, it's a long record. You know, I have all these, you know, you know, I'm sorry, I'm rambling so much, but I'm going through so many things right now, but, but, because, you know, I'm in a point where, like you said, we've been a band for so long. It's like, I'm so afraid that I'm repeating myself. I'm so afraid that, you know, lyrically I'm repeating myself, vocally I'm repeating myself. It's like, you know, I obviously want to try new things, but I don't want it to be, (laughs) I don't want to stray too much away from what I do. You know, I want it to be genuine, you know, so there's all those things that run through your head. So when you say you were stressed out like this morning, was it that type of stuff? Like you you were sitting down to write and you were... No, I didn't. I, I didn't sit. The thing is, when you know, at this point in the record, you know, we we we've been working on music for a while now, and it, it's finally gotten to a point where we ha- we've got enough music. Around. I'm like, all right, I can start focusing more on lyrics and vocals, and and when I get in that mind mind frame, it's like it's hard not to think about anything else. You know, I wake up and I'm like, okay, I'm thinking about what I'm writing about. And, you know, that's how it was this morning. I woke up and I was just kind of just basically woke myself up thinking about it. <laughs> wow, so. That's cool. Um, so you, you don't really have any influences then. I think you kind of answered this, but you don't really have any influences from outside sources like a label or, you know, fans or other people in your creative circle. It's just you guys. Yeah, I mean, we've been really lucky with that, you know, on a label standpoint, especially. I mean, even in the old days, I mean, I mean, every label we've ever worked with, it's really, they've trusted us. And I think, I mean, I guess we've built up a pretty good resume over the years. Um, and we have really good work ethic, work ethic. You know, I think as a band, we're we're very self-efficient and, you know, we can, we get things done. I don't think, I mean, even our even management, I don't even think they've checked in on us on the with writing the record and everybody just kind of knows it's happening. Um, which I guess is a good thing, but, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, yeah, we've never really had much of a, like somebody come in and try to analyze our songs and help have us change anything. We're kind of, we're kind of dicks in that way. We don't even really let anybody, (laughs) we don't even, we don't even really let the label hear it till, um, it's pretty much done. Yeah. No, I respect that. I think we, the fans we, we've, appreciate that. So. We've, we've always been like that. So. Uh, so from that branding standpoint, then, do you guys ever have to market the band anymore yourself at this point? Like, do you I mean, social media or whatever? We're honestly bad about that. You know, it's, I, I mean, I think part of it is we, we grew up in the age of social media not existing. <clears throat> and I think, you know, because when we started in 2001, that wasn't part of it. You just played shows. Yeah, right. You, pro- you know, promotion was basically just going out and touring. Yeah, you know, and then and, and kind of yeah, yeah, and so we we were very unhip to that and late. You know, even me personally, I you know I was late on all of Twitter and Instagram, all that stuff on a personal level. It's just because that wasn't really part of us, and you know, still to this day, we're not very good about it. But at the same time, I mean, there's like a fine line, I think, with any brand is, especially with music, is like, do you want to give everything away, or do you want to have some mystique, or in our case, do you want everybody to know how fucking boring you are, or do you, <laughs> you know? So there's all these things. I mean. I mean, yeah, we we market ourselves in a way, I guess. I th- I think our biggest thing since, I guess, social media is like we like to show that we're just we're just dudes. You know, I think we're not really trying to hide anything or, or 
give out a <laughs> yeah, give out a persona that you know that's not us at all. So, so by us being bad at social media is perfect because that's how we are. So, <laughs> uh, that's cool. I love that. Um, so, talk to us a little bit about uh, this new project, Super Tired. Super tired. Well, we're all super tired. So. <laughs> Every, everybody is. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just a fun little thing. I, I did a a thing years ago called Jacob Rogers with a friend, Jake Troth. Um, basically we, we put out music and shirts. Um, honestly, it was a way for me to release music. Um, I don't even know how to say this without, well, basically I wasn't allowed to release music back then under the current label. So I had to find a way to release music without having the label involved. So I was like, what if we do a clothing company and I release music with the clothes, but the music's free. So basically, that's how I got around it. So we had a project called Jacob Rogers, which the music still exists. Um, and I, I've always loved – I know it's so cliche for the you know, singer as a clothing line. Um, <laughs> but I've, I've always really loved being part of the process of that. Like I've always you – know, I still am the guy that gets all the merch done for the band. You know, I'm, I'm always very hands-on with all that. And I work with the, the designers. And you know, I've always just loved doing that. So the idea of Super Tired – um, it came easily, you know, our, mer our merch guy, Jeff and I started it. And then my, my wife, Jessica started working with us and, you know, it's basically just kind of, it's just a fun little thing. That's you know, pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So cool. you, uh, kind of tongue in cheek, <laughs> you know, um, okay. So you, you, it's a clothing line with yeah. music. No, it's not, it's not with music. Sorry. The, the old line Jacob Rogers was, I was just explaining right. why so I, I did music. music out. And this one yeah. is exclusively, and there's no plans to turn that into any, any musical side project or anything. Uh, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I, I got, a, I got enough on my plate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's cool. So do you guys, I just had a curiosity. Do you, how, how involved in the, I guess the manufacturing of these are you, it doesn't sound like it's just a print on demand thing. It sounds like, you go to get this stuff kind of custom made somewhere. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's basically like, you know, we do the band stuff. I mean, it's it's we. I, I work with a lot of really cool artists that, you know, I've become really good friends with, and you know, we, you know, we basically just try to release as much as we can when we can. You know, it's it's all it's all a very small scale right now, so it's just kind of trying to figure out how that all works because it's a very it's a very tough you know, business getting into, into that. And it's very different from what we're, we're all used to. So I think it's, it's fun because it is different and it's fun because it's a challenge trying to get to people that don't know. The whole purpose is to get the people who don't know who I am. You know, I don't, I don't want to just be like, here's for the BT band fans. I want it to be, you know, I, I think they're really cool you know, clothing. And I, and I think it's, I don't know. I like, I like the name super tired. I think we're all <laughs> super tired. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. I resonate with that uh, quite a bit myself. And everybody <laughs> I know can. So, um, okay. So you have a, you have a son and mm -hmm. how, how old is he? He's five. Five. He cool. turned, so it's yeah. fine. So <laughs> he's about to turn six. There um, you go. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. So it's started uh, kindergarten already. Uh, just finished his first year. Yeah. Really? Jeez. Yeah. It's I'm, I'm, stre I'm stressing about that. <laughs> so I'm, no, I'm curious about this. So you have kind of an unconventional job and career path going on. Yes. Right. Um, you know, what's it like being a dad and having that unconventional lifestyle and unconventional career out there? You know, especially going forward. You know, next year, kindergarten, all that stuff. What's it like being in that position? Yeah, well, that that's what, you know, the future is really unknown with me because, I, I, you know, I try to get him out on the road a lot. And I'm really worried about, you know, once real school starts, you know, being able to do that as much. And that severely bums me out if he will not be able to. Because, I mean, I like him, you know, I've, since day one, he's always kind of been, you know, he he was in the studio when we were recording Parallax when he was like, you know, two months, two months old, you know? That's so, cool. so, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, he's been such a big part of everything and I love that he gets to travel. you know, he's been to so many cool places already. And, um, 
but yeah, I mean, like you said, my job is so different. Um, I mean, it's just like anything, you just kind of figure it out day to day. But I, I think the the biggest thing is, you know, when I'm not on the road, I'm like 100% dad. You know, when we're, when we're not right, you know, I'm like home every day, all day, yeah. you know, doing everything. And, and I'm sure it's tough for him because he sees that everyday dad and then tour comes up. I'm like, I have to leave for a month, a month and a half. And so you, so you're getting, and you know, it's tough for my wife too. It's like, you're getting a hundred percent me and then 0% me or, you know, me and phones and FaceTime. Um, so, it's, you know, and that's tough for all of us. And, um, I mean, there's nothing you can do about it, but at the same time, it's like, would I, would I rather have that or have a nine to five where I leave every morning? You know, it's like, cause you know, as it is now I wake up every morning with them and then you have, you know, like right now, for instance, we're, you know, we're writing, but you know, I'm here a hundred percent, but I feel like mentally I'm not here a hundred percent because I, like I was saying earlier, you know, once I start writing, it's kind of hard to get it off, get out of my brain. And I, and, you know, I catch myself feeling bad, you know, because <laughs> I, I'm not devoting the time that I feel like sometimes I should because I'm just constantly kind of like drilling myself with all these thoughts and working on stuff. But, um, I don't know. I, f- I feel like every record has kind of been different. And, you know, I've had to change some things about the way I work to kind of, I guess, be a better dad in my eyes. Um, you know, I used to, I used to never write on the road and, and now pretty much every tour I write, Really? you know, yeah. So, and I've, I've grown to love it. You know, it's really, it's really helped me mentally on the road and, um, just feeling productive on the road and, you know, all my, most of my solo stuff I wrote on the road, I did a score on the road. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, and that was something I used to never do. I was like, I only wrote at home, but now, you know, because I like being, you know, a hundred percent dad when I'm home, you know, I try to take my work with me. I mean, I'm already at work on the road. I might as well write as well. So, but, yeah. um, I mean, coming up this fall, right. You're, you're going to be going on tour. In, uh, yeah. And yeah. And I've already, you know, I already kind of, you know, I always try to have like a, I always have a plan. Not, I don't know. I don't really have like a a year plan or anything, but I have like my next steps always kind of planned out for each tour. Like I know I'm writing my next solo record next tour, um, which I started, I guess, our last European tour. So, um, yeah, I kind of always have an idea of how, how I want to write and how I'm going to do it next. And, you know, it's just like anything. You just you, a lot of planning and um, figuring it out. As you, yeah. each year's, I mean, like you said, I mean, each year's different. You know, yeah. as they grow up, it's totally different. I mean, three is totally different from five. You know, oh, and <laughs> so I mean, so I'm just constantly adjusting. And but it, it's cool because it's different. And it, it keeps you on your toes, and and hopefully, it makes you a better father and a better person and yeah. yeah i mean it's that's that's cool he's getting to he's getting to experience all that stuff and i saw some of the pictures like you know i went to the instagram and i saw pictures mm-hmm. of him like you know watching the show he's he's got the horns going and he's got his little headphones yeah. on you know <laughs> yeah i mean he loves it and you know it's great he loves the guys and you know i'm very fortunate in the band that i'm in that you know they're, they're all just such good dudes to him and you know we're not like a party band I, you know i feel bad for bands that you know, if you, they're crazy and do drugs and all this stuff, that that would be really tough to yeah, yeah, yeah. have a kid. But I'm very lucky because you know we're not like that, so I can bring him on the road, and it's it's just like normal, and he just gets to experience kind of what I experience. Um, yeah, it's it's cool, man. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so, have you, have you given any thought to? And I'm sure you have, but you know, uh, get into as much detail as you'd like. Um, have you given to any thought as to how? you think you'll raise your son regarding you know, like school, career, ambitions, money, and you know, you're, you're a musical artist and you've gone on to yeah. a career out of that. That's basically entrepreneurship in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you don't need a college degree for that. You know? So what, what, are you, what are your thoughts on all that? And have you really thought about how you're going to approach that with your own son? 
Well, my thing, I want him to go in his own path for sure. I want to, you know, my parents were very supportive of, you know, my decisions. And, you know, I kind of want to try to just let him do his thing, man. Um, and really support whatever that thing is. Um, I don't want him to think one way is right and one way is wrong. Yeah. yeah. You know, unless he, you know, is a serial killer or something. But, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> it's very wrong. But, uh, you know, I think just just being that support, having that support system is super important. And, you know, giving him advice as you, as you go along. You know, I don't know. I mean, because I... At the same time, I mean, when, when you think about like school and college, it's like, where is that going to be when he's that age? You know, is yeah, there even going to, you know, is there even going to be physical college anymore? You know, it's like, you know, and depending on what he wants to do, will it be necessary? I mean, for what I, I did, I didn't think it was necessary. Um, but at the same time, there's certain things I wish I would have done. You know, as far as music goes, I never had any formal training at all, but I wish I would have. I wish I would have had um, some at some point, but um, I don't know. And it, it's tough. It's like, do I? I don't want to like push him towards music because I mean, what if that's not what he wants to do? But I want to expose him to it all. I want him to see. You know, my thing is, I want him to see the world. I want him to see different cultures. See that we're not all the, exactly the same. You know that you can just write songs and make a career out of it you could you know he could be a an artist if you want i mean there's so many things or at the same time he could you know fix computers for a living you know i'm, I'm really i really want him to be his own dude and uh, i just want to support it and you know that and you're saying money it's like he, i don't want him to think that that controls everything um i want i want him to do you know try to do something that makes him happy because most people don't do things that make them happy um so yeah I, I don't know i guess i haven't given it a whole lot of thought when I mean, it comes to think young, of it right? <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i mean like we were saying earlier it's like you kind of just at this point i'm still in that kind of month to month like yeah, yeah. you know making it making it work um and it it's crazy to think you know me and my wife will always talk like god i can't even imagine him being like 15 years old <laughs> You know, being a little shit, talking back to us. And, <laughs> oh, it's yeah. going to happen. So, it's going to happen. No, I know. But, I know. You know it crazy. sounds like the intent is pure, and uh, you know, meaning like you, you, you'll support him kind of no matter what, which yeah, which is kind of yeah. how I approach it with my son. You know, just do whatever you want to do, and I'll support you as long as it's not like, obviously, you know, it's not something that's going to hurt someone, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I think just the the morals you teach them in general will kind of steer that part of it in the right direction and then you know as far as I mean I want him I want him to have a have a good work work ethic and but enjoy it I mean I think there's there's a fine line between being the grinder that you know has to constantly work but isn't a getting anything done or b enjoying it at all you know I think you can get a lot of work done and still still chill you know still relax and you know, I think it's just finding that fine line, and and I hope he. I want to teach him to s just relax a little more than me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in a I'm in a stressful time right now. You got me. <laughs> uh, so, so you're you're a vegan, right? I am. Yeah. Okay. Is that uh, is that difficult to sustain while you're on the road at all? No, it's really easy now. I mean. It was in 2001 when we started touring, you know, because you always, you didn't play major cities. You always played these random spots and, you know, random cities with no food around. You know, you basically ate Taco Bell every day, bean burritos. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's gotten to the point now, like, I mean, we play a lot of the same clubs every tour. You know, we know the spots. We know, you know, it's it's weird. That's kind of. You know, as we're older, I mean, that's that's our thing on tours. Like, you got to find good food, good coffee, and then have a good show. I mean, that's like that's all you're really worrying about. So, I mean, we know our spots. It's like, okay, we're playing this club. I'm gonna eat there. So, yeah, it's 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 easy, man. That's pretty cool. So you don't, I, you know, I always wondered if uh, you know people who have like really really specific diets or 
you know, like our vegans, vegetarians, whatever, if they did a lot of meal prep. Uh, no, no, yeah. no, no. That's cool. Um, so I have a question about what sets successful bands apart and artists in general, I think. I think they're, they're kind of mm -hmm. tied together uh, from those who, who aren't successful, you know, never really make it. And uh, obviously Between the Buried and Me is tremendously successful, especially in the like the progressive metal kind of genre, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, do you think... What do you think sets you guys apart? Do you think it's just pure talent and like innovative, creative writing, or do you think think do you think that there's maybe something else there as far as just, hustle and putting yourself? It's out just there? it's pure talent, man. We're so dude, we're <laughs> you so know good. What I mean, right? I'm not trying to be sarcastic <laughs> or like no. inflate your ego, but like obviously, some people you can be a you can be a ridiculously talented guitarist. And yeah, you get I mean, together with other musicians, and you can't really make good music. Yeah, I mean, God, I, there's there's an instance. In the past, I'm not going to say names, but there was a guy that, I mean, he's an insane shredder, and he, but he he filled in for a band that had more just kind of normal song structure, power chord riffs and stuff, and he could barely play it, and and it kind of blew my mind. And you know, it's like you were saying, like some some dudes are just like better than guitarists. Like you grow up, you you learn to shred, you learn, but you didn't learn how to write a riff, you didn't learn how to write a song. Um, I think there's a fine line in that, and and that's what's cool about our band is like, I think, like me, I can't shred at all, but I can write a riff and I can write a song, you know, and and like some of the other guys, you know, Paul can do it all, you know, Dusty, I mean, the, our guitarists are insane. Dan's a phenomenal songwriter, you know. It's like we're really lucky because we all do a lot. Um, I mean, even even Blake's a great writer, and and I think, I mean, for us. I don't know. I, I think it's that we've kind of been, I th like we were talking about earlier, I think we're really genuine and we haven't, you know, even though we do do a lot of different things musically, we still are true to like what we are. I think at the end of the day, no matter like how different a record sounds, it still sounds like Between the Bear to Me. And I think a lot of times bands, they kind of push too far and they just kind of wipe their sound out and start a new sound it's like okay this they sound like a new band and we've never really done that we've always sounded like us no matter what we do and and i think on a musical standpoint that's that's why we still have fans after all these years is they they know we're gonna always kind of push the envelope we're always we're not gonna constantly repeat ourselves but we're gonna we're gonna be between the bear to me at the end of the day um and on a business standpoint i mean i think you know, we've always, we've always hustled. And, you know, at the beginning of the band, you know, bands back then, especially, I mean, you could, you didn't make money as a band. Nobody did. So when we started playing music, it wasn't to have a career. It wasn't to make money. It was because we literally love playing music and touring. And, and I think a lot of bands, they're jumping into it as a career. And, you know, I think there's a different mentality there because you're, our focus was just to write the best music we can and have fun where like a lot, you know, I think a lot of young bands are, they're expecting too much. They're like, all right, let's start touring. And they think they're just going to make money. And it's that, I mean, there's so much work that goes in, that goes into it before you make money. And, and I think another problem is, you know, a lot of people start bands based off of another band that does well. It's like, okay, this band's doing well. We'll do our ver version of that. Uh, I, th I think that's just kind of flawed because, I mean, like any, I mean, even if you look at movies or anything, that never works. Do you like mean you have musically? To, like, we'll copy their style kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, not, you're not writing music because, I think any, like, musician or songwriter, they're writing music because they need to get something out. And it, it's like it's it, it, it's in them, and I think if you're if that's not part of you, then maybe you shouldn't be try, you know you shouldn't try to make a career out of this because I, I think if you're just writing songs because you want to sound like another band, that's not that's never gonna work. Um, I don't know, and, and you know we've always been. I mean, God, back in the day we used to tour. I don't know some years like nine months out of the year, you know, so it's like. You got to put the time in, um, and you got to be patient. I think we've always, we've always been on a slow climb. We've never, 
like woken up and been like, holy shit, we're big. You know, it's been very, it's been very steady for us. And I, and I, and we've seen the bands where they woke up and they were big, but it dies off. You know, and we're very lucky because it's been slow and steady. Um, and because it's been slow and steady, we've built this, this following that is always there with us. And, you know, it's, it's awesome because no matter what we do, there's, there's support. I mean, even on side project and solo stuff where we, really don't sound like the band we still have all the support from these people so i mean i think it's just you know fine you know i think just the slow and steady you know hard work work ethic you know creating genuine music and creating interesting music i think it's just created this fan base that you know is excited to see what we do like you know on on every level and i and i think that's it's so rad and anyway, we're very lucky to have that yeah that's awesome and it's not that you guys are just still relevant it's that you continue to grow which is cool yeah yeah and i you know i, I agree with that and i i think i mean honestly if if that started to not be the case i don't know if i would really want to do it anymore to be honest with you um because that growth is so important i think not you know every record I feel like it's kind of a new start for us and it's a new, you know, a new life in our band. And, and that, that excites me every time, you know, and we're, and we're in that moment now with new material and it, it's exciting. And I, and I, I still don't know, we never know what's going to happen. You know, we always surprise ourselves with every record. You know, there's always parts that I'm just like, God, this part's so different and cool. And, you know, this song, this, you know the flow of this record. I mean, everything about it. It's it's always so different from past stuff, and I, and I th- hopefully that will continue. Yeah, I don't know until awesome. I'm we're gonna be <laughs> seventy years old. <laughs> um, is is between the buried and me more or less your primary source of of revenue in your household? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. All right, so that's pretty cool. Which is which is stressful too. I mean, I think any. You know, it's like you want to, I don't know, you want to succeed for so many more reasons now than just your, I mean, I'm sure, you know, when you have a kid, your your ego goes out the window. Right. Like, not, you know, every little thing you do is not for you anymore. That's right. I mean, I think artistically it's, it's for me, you know, all my music, it's stuff that I need to get out. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, everything I'm doing is hopes to have a better life for you know my son and, and wife so you said it yourself you know what it's like to live with nothing and eat bean burritos from taco bell you know yeah oh yeah i mean we were dirt i mean so right. poor when, when we first started yeah now yeah it's not very easily with the family so you know do you yeah. ever have doubt or uncertainty around this lifestyle knowing that you have that family kind of depending on you i mean i think any musician does because it's a scary it's a scary business i mean we all know it's in a way dying um so, I don't know. Yeah, it's really scary because, like you said, I mean, I don't like what would I do if I didn't do this? I think that's the question we all ask ourselves. But at the same time, I feel like I have that drive. And because I do have a family, if it ended today, I would bust my ass starting today to figure out the next step, you know, and make it work. So, I don't know. I, I mean, it's definitely always in the back of your mind, you know. A the 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 business is sketchy. Like it's, I mean, just the music business in general. You know, for the obvious reasons, nobody buys records, and you know the the whole business model is changing. But and at the same time, like, what if the next record nobody likes and people just don't care anymore? Which it happens. I've seen it happen for decades. You know, I've I've seen it happen to so many bands. So I mean, those things are always kind of in the back of your head. And I mean, just like anything, you have to adjust accordingly, and you know, hopefully, make the <laughs> make the right decisions. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, listen, I just have uh, I have one more question, but before I ask that, I just kind of want to uh, just kind of show you um, some gratitude, you know, from my perspective and how you how you've affected me personally, but not just me. Uh, a lot of people I know personally, and I know that there's thousands and thousands of fans who can resonate with that um so thank you 
for everything that you do to continue to inspire and motivate and put out awesome content and just uh, be like a true artist. So really appreciate thank that. You. Well, thank you, man. That's a huge compliment. Yeah. Um, okay. And then now, so I want you to kind of picture yourself for a second. Um, you're speaking at an event. Right, it's full of other artists. Uh, I'm already, I'm already hating it because I. Have, no, 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 that's great. That's great. <laughs> I promise. It's promise. All right. I mean, you're the man, right? So you know, Tommy, Tommy Rogers up on stage, mm-hmm. and um, I don't like speaking in front of people, so this this is already going very, very badly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let me just get through this. All right. <laughs> very interested to see how you answer it. Um, okay, so you know, I just want you to picture. You're talking to a bunch of other musicians, right? Graphic artists, also uh, photographers. So there's there's artists in the crowd. There's entrepreneurs. Uh, there's people like me, parents, and you know you're giving a keynote, right? So I know you're you're not loving public speaking, but in this scenario, you are you're the you're dropping a bomb keynote on all these people, all right? What parting advice would you give to them as part of your keynote? They're looking to you for advice on how to move forward with their passion. This is the hardest question I've ever gotten. Hmm. Parting advice. Well, I've I've always been really into the idea of a legacy. Um, I mean, I even talked about it in White Walls. It's like, I, you know, this all this lasts so much longer than we do. And there's something really cool about that. And I think that that goes with anything with photography with design with architecture with you know whatever you create with books um so i think instead of doing what you feel like everybody wants you to do and what you know the climate in your market is doing i feel like you have to just do I don't know. It's so cheesy to say do, do you or, you know, but I mean, at the end of the day, you need to just be 100% genuine and and make it count and, you know, release. I, I say release because I'm so used to music, but create something that you can stand by and you're confident in leaving it behind, I guess. You know, you, you want to whenever you're creating anything, think about that, that whatever you're creating is lasting longer than you are. So, you know, if you're about to finish up on it, what can you do to make it stand out even more when that time comes or what can you do to make it that much more special? Because even though it seems like, I mean, even with musicians, you know, music comes and goes. Like when I'm done with this record in a few months, I'm I'm not going to think about it anymore. You know, but the fans are, and people. I mean, even maybe new fans in the future after I'm long gone might hear it. So I mean, you have to kind of you have to make it count and and think about that. I think, and that's a motivating factor. I think. I love because, that. I really do. Yeah. I love that. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have, I have no doubt in my mind that, uh, you know, in many, many, many years, right, when you guys are, are gone and I'm gone, that your legacy between the buried and me will continue to, to be something that people are aware of and they, they study and they look back on, they draw inspiration from. Um, pretty sure that you've kind of cemented that in there. It's pretty cool to hear that you're, you're still thinking forward on how you continue to do that in the future. Definitely. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I look at... You know, I just look at my career as a whole. I mean, I, you know, there's people I look up to, and you know, I I think of everything they've done, and you know, it's just it's it's like a resume. I think it's cool to just be like, all right, I did this, I did this, I did this. You know, I tried all these new things. This one didn't work out at all, but it was fun. You know, there's all, <laughs> I, you know, I think that's another thing. It's like don't be scared to try something that puts you totally out of your comfort zone because sometimes that's that's when the best work happens you know? absolutely absolutely 100 yeah. agree <laughs> um awesome well hey listen man if anyone wants to get in touch with you about uh between the buried and me or super tired uh or anything else you got going on um how can they uh, reach out to you um 
Well, I'm on social media, if you guys have heard of that. Um, <laughs> um, I have a, I mean, my website is thomasgilesmusic.com, which kind of has everything I do, like literally everything on there. And then, you know, I have Instagram, Twitter, and all that. So it's uh, Thomas Charles Music, and yeah, you'll find it, I guess. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll post all that stuff in the show notes. And, cool. Um, and I apologize in advance if you get kind of swarmed from that. So, no, that's fine. <laughs> All right, my man. Well, hey, thank you so much for doing this. I really, really appreciate it. And I know the fans awesome. are going to love it. Awesome, man. Well, thank you. Yeah. And uh, looking forward to seeing you in the fall and hearing the new uh, record whenever that comes out. Awesome, man. Thank All you. Right. Take care, Tom. Right. Right. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. One of the main reasons that I don't want to exclusively bring on a specific type of of like entrepreneur that fits inside of a box onto the show is because I want people to understand that entrepreneurship really comes in a, a whole wide array of different flavors and styles and things that most people may not necessarily think of because entrepreneurship doesn't have to mean that you run an online business selling a, a physical product or that you sell only online courses or that you only deal in investing or something like that. There's a whole lot more to it. And really anyone that's going to hustle for 10, 12, 15 years and start off on the bottom and work their way up slowly, but doing the thing that they love and trying to monetize that so that they can keep doing the thing that they love in an effort to leave behind something that's bigger than them, which is exactly what Tommy and Between the Buried and Me are doing. Anyone that's willing to go to that level, that is entrepreneurship, right? The, the, the act of bringing value to somebody else's life and doing whatever it takes to make sure that you can continue to do that and build your legacy around it that is entrepreneurship. That is true, like putting your true heart and soul into it. And that's what I love about Tommy and being able to talk to him like this after 12, 13 years of listening to his music is, is awesome for me. So that's a, that's a personal like check in the box for me. But also I think anybody listening can, can listen and appreciate that his message, what he's been able to achieve up to this point and how he kind of sees that that world as a whole and what it means to leave a legacy behind. I think that's very powerful. And I think that anyone listening to this, again, could get a lot out of that. So uh, listen, if you got any value out of listening to this interview with Tommy Rogers, please go ahead and share this with somebody else in your circle who also might get value out of it. And please, if you got value out of this, also go over to iTunes, leave me a review, being honest, unbiased and also subscribe to the podcast if you thought it was cool and you're liking the content so with that guys i'm going to wrap up this episode thank you so much for checking it out and i will talk to you in the next episode take care